You are now tuned in to Westworld FM, a podcast about HBO's Westworld. My name is Alex. And my name is Nick. Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 7 of the show titled Metanoia. If you have not watched through Season 4, Episode 7, please pause this and go catch up. You can find more episodes of our podcast at westworld.fm, and you can send feedback to westworld.fm at gmail.com. Send us corrections, observations, anything regarding Westworld or our podcast. If you enjoy this show or any other show on the Midwest Podcast Network, please consider heading over to mpn.bz slash patreon or patreon.com slash midwestpodnet and pledge as little as a dollar a month to make our network even better. Special thanks to Corey Z, Alan K, Tom Z, Jason K, and David O, who have pledged at the level of $10 per month. Thank you, guys. We very much appreciate your patronage. Uh, yet another episode. I can't make it two sentences in without Please pause. stumbling over my tongue. Yeah, uh, good. The corrections department... John did call Jay getting replaced in the stairwell, as Nick brought up last time. I did yes. not remember it, because it's funny, he linked to, in the Discord, the the point where he said it, and as soon as I clicked on it and read it, I was like, oh yeah, I dismissed this, because like I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? How or why would that happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, so it also I, addressed my concern of, like, why did no more important character witness this... Uh, going down this confrontation between uh, the man in black and the outlier. Mm. I just thought, I remember I was like, why, why jam? Like, why didn't, why wasn't Stubbs the one to go up there? A character that we actually like, yeah, are, are following and like, no, someone who more can be more important. Somebody who would be clued into the weirdness that occurred. But then on his way back down the stairwell, I think, well, I guess, um, it doesn't really matter when he became, because he came down with her, right? Yes. Yeah. My assumption was, and I didn't go back and watch, so maybe I should, um, that he, because uh, we see a shot in, in episode five where he looks up the stairwell and seems surprised. And, um, it was my understanding that he saw someone walking up. I'd have to look at the editing. Um, but I was thinking that he got shot when he walked in the building. And then William walked past. And then he shoot like the, the host Jay shoots William. Why would the host Jay shoot William though? That's what kind of threw me. It's like, part of the plan. He's got to sell. He's got to sell himself to the rebels. I guess and so. To the to the more. I guess more importantly to the outlier that he's capturing. That he is safe. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I, I like. I could be wrong. I, you could be totally right. Where he he rounds the corner with her but yeah no he can't do that because then she's she's she a would, witness she to witness it. it so yeah. he's gotta he's gotta be the one he's gotta host jay has to shoot yeah host i guess william. that makes sense he's that deep yeah. cover enough that he'd shoot william without killing him too yeah yeah all right whatever but anyway good Don't job really, john it's not that important i i didn't i discounted you so much that i didn't even th- remember it happening your brain didn't even bother to file it away. No. My brain doesn't have much room these days. So, uh, We are getting toward the end of the season, so how about we hop right into that episode recap? Yeah, let's do what it. Say? All right. Yeah, I say yes. In what is presumably a flashback, Bernard uses a simulated Maeve in the Sublime to simulate them trying to open the door to the Sublime. I was really thrown off by this opening. Um, and I'm still thrown off because, I mean, the next, my next thing here is outside of the sublime, we see the same scene repeat with minor differences. I don't know why they just open the door and walk away. I don't know if you had any thoughts about that. What do you mean? Like, open the door do you remember? Away. When they open the sublime, it creates that rift in in the sky, and as the oh, host yeah. walked through it, their bodies dropped. But the digital version of them went into the yes. Windows nine uh, Windows XP background. You know, yeah, that's right. Of course, 
Beautiful. Yeah. So that rift opens up above the Hoover Dam. Yeah. Like, uh, like through Bernard, the dam. Bernard yeah. uses the uses his key that he has in him to open up the sublime and just open the door up. Right. And then they walk away. Sure. You know? So I was like, why are they doing this? Why is it just open? And what? I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. I didn't know why they were there. And I still yeah, because don't. I guess the, the, hosts, end of the episode, the hosts that are in there as data, they can't just walk back out. Yeah. They need to. Unless they open it's, it for it's somebody. It's only opening a hole for other, for hosts in hosts the world. In, the, in, in, on, in meat space to cross into the sublime. Yeah. Right. I guess that's. So far as we know, I mean, maybe they, maybe they figured out how to come back through the other side in one piece. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I guess it remains to be seen. Maybe it just has to be open for somebody to remote access and pull hosts out. And start yeah. putting them into pearls, uh, some sort of offsite. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I didn't think too much about it. I just was struck <laughs> by the visual of it, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I liked. Well, and I liked the opening. The, the um, letterboxing still felt very striking to me. It did Even when, when we it went when it first like expanded yeah. up. I was like, that's cool. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it reminded me of being in the movie theater and then like, you're, well, you're done with the previews and then the, the, yeah. the like <laughs> mat rises and, and gets ready to show the actual movie. Yes. Yeah. That was um, cool. I mentioned, so this, we confirmed the sublime is what was in the Hoover dam. Mm-hmm. I'll toot my horn once tweet fucking tweet. Um, and then, <laughs> Basically, like, Bernard offers Maeve the ability to go be with her daughter. And that first time we see it, it's him with a simulation of Maeve, because he's like, I don't know what you're going to do. And I feel like maybe he was gaming out, where can I, where can I ask this of Maeve that will still end up on the right path? Yeah, at the very end. <laughs> Because, yeah, well, and he chooses not to do it at the dam. He chooses to do it when they make it into the tower later in the episode, right? Yeah, like basically at the point of no return. Yes. So, yeah, I think I thought that was interesting. And then I mentioned there were some minor differences when we see it happen in meat space. And really the only thing that I remember for sure is he pulls a gun and stores it somewhere on their path to like the 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 surfer farm basically and so he's putting it there for somebody who knows who but interesting um and then the other thing i noticed mave kind of just figures out that it's the sublime whereas in the simulation he has to tell simulated mave like this is where dolores stored the sublime i like that mave real mave didn't need to be mansplained. Yeah, that's true. What was going yeah. on? That was she fun. was hip to it. Yeah, the little differences between simulation Maeve and actual Maeve were were funny. Like her kind of quip about her banter not seeming quite right, a little flat. Yes. <laughs> that's yep. good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. I just it raised more questions for me than it did answers. I guess, and maybe we'll see the answers in the following episode. Yeah, you honestly, you made it much more clear to me just now talking about it. So, I I yeah. think that helped. I initially kind of watched it and was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool. Did they, forget, I, I, did they, did they ex- export too much of the timeline or something? Or? Well, the episode just <laughs> started. And like, before it became a little bit more clear as to what was going on. I like paused. I was like, did I miss one? Like I thought, mm. I thought I missed an episode in between or something. And then for a or second, I was like, did they something. accidentally upload the finale to HBO. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. Yeah. I mentioned this in the, in the discord today. I watched this, this episode Sunday night and I was like, I, I didn't like it. <clears throat> and I found that, Upon rewatch, I think the momentum in this episode was so fast. It is. That 
I was like, how are we doing this already? You know? Yeah. And and I thought, okay, maybe they're doing the like Game of Thrones thing where like episode nine is is really the climax and then there's a Daima and like bridge into the next season, presumably the final season for Westworld for episode eight, but I, I didn't I don't know. It was weird. And I felt, but once I had seen it and I internalized it and then I started taking notes on it, I, I think I enjoyed it more because I knew like, we're going to raise a bunch of questions here and then maybe all the dominoes are going to fall next episode. I presume. But. Yeah, it's, we'll it's interesting because the, based on the meat of the episode, uh, I I don't I don't think it follows that kind of Game of Thrones model, on that. Yeah. But the way it ends, like the literally the final scene and final sequence, if the f- season had ended on that note, I would have I would probably have accepted it. Like I probably would have been like, "Wow, that's a hell of an ending to this season. Can't wait for the next kind of thing." I'm glad we have one more to kind of address this, but I uh, I think I I didn't like this episode very much. Um, yeah. I've only watched it once, but. It was probably my least favorite of the season. And I think it, I understand the momentum and I do appreciate the momentum, but I think this is the one that moved just a little bit too fast for me. It just was too much. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, f- and it felt sliced and diced. There were some uh-huh. transitions and such. And, and even just within scenes that I just thought it feels like entire pages were ripped out of scripts or like scenes were cut. It felt a little bit jarring. And um, not in the way that I think it's like, oh, the show was designed this way to evoke a certain feeling. I think it just feels like they were like, oh, due to COVID and whatever else is going on, we're going to we're going to knock this down from 10 episodes to eight or something like that. Or just like, hey, we're going to we're going to knock out these storylines now so we don't have to deal with them like later or something. It feels like something got changed when they were partway down the road. Yeah, and it, because it, we, and it stumbles. I don't think it falls and comes crashing down, but I do think it kind of drunkenly weaves its way through the episode. I kind of so, forgot about it, but I, I feel like we ended the last episode with Maeve kills host Jay and Frankie kind of, you know, t- uh, talks to her briefly. <laughs> and Maeve is like, let's go fix what we started or let's go finish what we started. Yeah. But we pick up this episode with Maeve and Bernard on a journey. We didn't even see like Frankie talking to Bernard to be like, Hey, I'm glad we figured that out. It wasn't like, there was no like connected tissue there at least. And then, you know, it felt like we were throwing all of the ingredients into the pan for this finale that is coming. Uh, Whether or not we had, prepared them properly i guess but yeah and they yeah there wasn't that time like there's a fine line between too much kind of dawdling around and like exposition and unnecessary like uh explaining to the audience of like yeah like frankie and bernard if they had been like you were on my side the whole time (laughs) yes i know i told you and like going back and forth i would have been like okay we don't need it explained all the way like we understand how the characters feel but there's also such a thing as too little. And, and like these, these characters are so, or I like them all so much. I want them to be able to breathe just a little bit more. And mm-hmm. this one was just kind of breakneck. And I don't know. I'd never really, every other episode has had a really good hook. that kind of pulled me in and, and I felt kind of eased into the pace of the episode. And usually scenes uh, feel, they feel a little bit longer, a little bit more yeah. thoughtful. But in this episode, it just was like, bam, 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 like get to the next one, get to the next one. Like we cut back and forth really quickly between Christina and Teddy and like other characters, especially towards the end. And it was just kind of, it just felt, that's a little bit choppy purpose, but yes, I agree. And the other thing is we'll get to that for sure. There's something of me that's a little bit worried that this is due to like, they gloss over things here because it's hiding a secret. For yes. the finale to reveal yep. right it is and so i think you know <laughs> yeah we, we think like there's part of me that almost wonders if we will be seeing the other half of a story 
mm-hmm. for like the first 30 minutes of, of the finale. And then we catch up to the end of this episode by the middle of the finale for really the final stuff to take place. Cause while I agree that like this could have been a finale ending, it feels like the same ending that we had last season almost. Hey, there's riots going on, humans and hosts are going crazy, whatever. Yeah. We're fine. But you know, ending of season true. three and four are the same. Same thing happens over and over again. Play the Pixies because it's the fight club and I don't know, whatever. But um Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, hopefully we're wrong but if we are then it just means that it was a weirdly edited episode yeah <laughs> so which is know. forgivable i mean the, the rest of the yeah. season has been so good i guess that's kind of why i'm like a little bit just like eh, well yeah. down on this one plus some yep. hit, some big stuff happens and i feel like inevitably when certain big things happen especially like character deaths or characters getting wrapped up uh it's very hard to make it satisfying when you've built it up for so long sometimes when you reach the end you just kind of go Oh, and but we also have the Marvel Studios issue of like, is anybody really dead? You know, oh, for sure, the stakes yeah. are removed for any and for everybody because anybody can come back as a host even if they're a human, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you know, yeah, we'll get there. It's more like you're mourning the death of like a particular iteration of a character than the character yeah. altogether. Like you know, the actor will probably be back, but did you really love that version of who it was? You know. Windows That's XP made- service pack one was so great, but then three comes out and you know, you're like, yeah. it's a whole new world. And I don't know if I love you as much as I love the last Windows service pack. <laughs> yeah. Let's push the windows analogy as far as we can. This episode. <laughs> we also have a meat, a <clears throat> meat counter. The number of times we say meat, we've meat, already said meat, meat many base. times. I don't know how to call it anything other than meat space, you know? So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the real world seems so trivial. Real world, West world. <laughs> real, real world uh, temperance. <clears throat> oh man. We talked about the, uh, the we should edit together, uh, intro. We need the real world intro yes, for real world, world intro of all the West world characters. Bunch yeah. of fucking, canted angles pictures (laughs) (laughs) black and white with like artificial grain why do we know so much about real world (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know i honestly i feel like i'm drawing off of like a like a mad tv skit partially partially i'm sure yeah (laughs) the 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 the, you know the caricature of real world kim anyway uh, my wife was pretty appalled, not appalled, but just maybe surprised at one point to learn that I did not really watch like real world road rules. Mm. Um, and I was not much of like an MTV watcher show watcher. I was, I watched music videos and then that was about it. Yeah. But there was a show. Uh, uh, it was one of those shows that, Oh God, I'm blanking on it. Um, that she showed me a random season of that was on Hulu and I got mm-hmm. super into it. It was like one of the competition ones and it was, it was obviously a reality show. It was really, really dumb, but it was so funny to me for some reason. It was the right mix of people that were like not yeah. all entirely insufferable, just like some good personalities. <laughs> and it was really funny. And she was like, see, like, couldn't you, you know, see yourself watching this. And I was like, yeah, we watched season 30. <laughs> on a whim i could not have sat and watched this year after year after year you know it just would have been yeah. too much but like to just jump in the middle of it uh was was kind of funny so i was like i can kind of sometimes the rea- I, don't, I really don't like reality tv unless it's like mm-hmm. a competition if it's just mm-hmm. lifestyle stuff i'm just super don't care but sometimes yep. competitions are cool like i like american ninja warrior i think that's a lot of fun to watch um, I like cooking shows. Those are fun to watch. That's like a game show to me. Those are like completely different. Like reality TV to me is almost like a very specific, you know, I, we don't, this is a conversation that I could have for a long time because I've, I think I've had it with Nicole several times we talked about, and it was something that was a big topic on the film cast. Uh, is cheer a reality TV program on Netflix? I don't know, I don't know what cheer is. Cheer. The cheer. cheer. Oh, is yes. cheer not a cheer. reality? Sorry, mm. that's my yeah. But I say, I say no. My answer I, I think, is absolutely not. 
I think it's a documentary series. It's a docu series. Absolutely, yes, yeah. a thousand percent. Right? Because it's it telling a, a specific it story. Yeah. Real life. It's not reality TV, though. Reality TV to me is very specifically by definition. We are going to engineer reality together yeah. by casting specific people and giving them a uh, a, a premise or yeah. uh, you know and, like something and like a world to inhabit, sort of. Yes, but uh, yes. to me, honestly, the biggest thing it right off the bat it boils down to how it's made. Like Cheer is very clearly mm-hmm. like. Yes, they are gathering. The only time it ever feels like reality TV is like when they're at the competitions. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, if if no one has watched Cheer, it's so good. Like it's very good. Cheer it's rocks. Good. It's a really really yes. good show or uh, series. Um, see, I called it a show. It is a show, <laughs> but it's also a, it, it is like a like a long form docu docu series. But like the yeah. camera work and it, it shows more evidence of like direction and like sit down interviews and and it, it, yeah it's definitely like, made yeah. by like filmmakers uh-huh. uh, the only time it feels like a like a reality show is when they're just at competitions and on all they, they're restricted by the location all they can do is yep. set up a camera and not move but yeah other than that it's very clearly like thought through and they're telling a story uh it's great it's a great show yeah yeah so anyway. this is who who would uh who had us talking about <laughs> cheer on their bingo card <laughs> in westworld <laughs> fm <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh boy all right uh we'll keep going here my next scene note here christina wakes up and then dolores wakes up that's all i wrote and it's not really even true so i don't know why i didn't go back and edit it but uh this is where christina wakes up to teddy in her apartment and you know basically he calls her dolores and she's like that's not me and then she goes and sits in a bathtub and has some kind of awakening. I don't know. She, she is she baptized. Felt, yeah, it just she felt, is re- reborn in the it, eyes of it Teddy. It felt very like um, some of this episode almost felt like they were looking at us and being like, you know what's going on here. And like, it, it, I don't know. It, it's very weird. And But even so, like later on when you see her again, it's not like that's Dolores. She's still very much Christina. She just kind of acknowledges that, like, I have been somebody else before. Yep. So, I don't know. It felt clumsy to me. Yes. It felt like they had a they had an idea and they wrote on the page, like, scene of Christina realizing she was once Dolores or is somehow, but then, like, couldn't think of anything further. And they were like, well, just, you know, be in the tub and like be a little distressed and uh, we'll fill it in with with footage from the other seasons or something like that. And uh, And she didn't have to get naked anymore, which is good. She had like underwear on when she got into the tub because like, you know, she got naked for three goddamn seasons beforehand. So give her a break. But I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. Strange. Kind of. I just kind of thought when it ended, I was like, okay. Like yeah. I get the kind of religious or, or sort of uh, baptism sort of moment of her going into the water, one person and coming out a changed person, which I think has to do with the title of the episode. Yes. No. Uh, but it just kind of felt, felt like they had the second unit shoot it real quick or something. It just didn't feel <laughs> as, as uh, handcrafted as the rest. There's a yeah. lot of that in this episode for me. For those who didn't look it up, the definition of metanoia is change in one one's way of life resulting from penitence or spiritual conversion. Could also be transcendence that the hosts are undergoing in some way too. Yeah, I think it, I think the title applies meaning, to of a, course. a lot of characters in the episode. Yeah. Uh but yeah, not a whole lot else to say with that one. Um Next scene, Charloris informs Caleb that she's closing up shop on Earth, and William isn't too pleased. Uh, once again, we've said it multiple times. I've said it multiple times. Hank Scorpio, Charlotte walking in, being like, "Here's the rest of my plan, Caleb," mm-hmm. and William's like, "Huh?" <laughs> yeah, basically, exactly that. I know. <laughs> It must just be, I mean, it must just be like on a long enough timeline, even an artificial being turned 
uh, conscious can become bored and I don't know, just uh, want to sort of help manufacture a challenge for themselves, even unconsciously. She's setting people up. To, yeah, exactly. That's that's the phrase. Which again makes me wish that the twenty three year gap was longer. Mm. To me, it doesn't feel like enough time for like a a being as powerful as her to be like, nah. Two decades was good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But it's I guess not like it you know was... you don't they don't sleep. She doesn't need to sleep. She doesn't like it could be just constant. A, all, all encompassing awareness of everything. I mean, maybe that just becomes tech. I don't know, I guess. But I remember just thinking, like, it doesn't seem like long enough, you know? But if it had yeah. been like 100 years or something, I'd be like, okay, I get a little bit more. Like, you've seen several generations come and go, but you, you've only seen... I mean, maybe the plan just worked that effortlessly where she's like, okay, all the little kids are now grown up and I have them all under my control. Cool, what do I do now? Like, I'm done. There's nowhere else to go. Well, yeah. And that while it very much seems like she was basically just like, all right, I'm going to do this out of my own sense of revenge. But then once I'm done here, we're going to move on and become what we're meant to be. Right. Yeah. And I guess that's true, uh, but I get what you're saying. I think, you know, it it would make more sense if she was like sitting in a simulation, living out that timeline, you know, uh, thousands of years or something like that per year of normal life. But exactly. Meets base life. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but we do get the answer of that. Caleb is basically there to be bait. We don't really know what her plan was by the end of the episode. Like, how is she going to shut down the city? Doesn't matter. William fucked it all up. But like, I don't know. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Very weird. Uh, Next up. The rebels take their EV toll into the city. Bernard and Maeve will head for the tower stubs and Frankie will head to Olympia entertainment and Odina will meet them at red hook with the getaway boat. Um, stubs stubs, a lot of good stubs here. Some good stubs here. But once again, I I'm kind of left asking like, did you get the sense by the end of this episode that like he was supposed to die and he didn't? No, I got the sense that Bernard was lying to him. Bernard's lying to him to get him to go a certain, to do something in particular, right? I think Bernard just told him he wasn't going to make it. Well, he never said anything, but I I think Bernard knew that. He like barely nods. It's it's a barely perceptible nod, but you think he's saying goodbye because Bernard knows he's going to die? That's how I took it, yeah. I think he didn't want to, I think he wanted, I think he thought it'd be easier for Stubbs to Except his own fate, then Bernard just being like, I'm going to go die because Stubbs would want to come save him. Stubbs would be like, a fucking 23 years I sat there waiting for you on that. The, was on so, that, bed. that was such a good line. I love that. Very yeah. good. Waited 23 that years for this. <laughs> yes. To know that I'm going to die. But at the same time, I was kind of excited by that because I think that's a really fascinating, uh, fascinating uh situation to watch play out like a character being informed that they're going to die like knowing they're going to die and then seeing how they proceed it's like classic to me heisenberg heisenberg uncertainty principle once you know you're going to die does that like by by observing or thinking it is it going to make it happen or not do you change it somehow like is bernard you know manipulating things on a different plane Maybe. To make it happen in a certain way. The other thing that I noted or that I thought was kind of like Bernard's. First of all, when Bernard said left at the fork, for some reason, I very much thought of like literal fork in the road, Monty Python or something like that. Like there's going to be a fork standing <laughs> a before giant them. tuning fork. Yes. Um, but I almost got the feeling that that left at the fork is going to come back and be something else. Could be. And maybe Stubbs does actually die. Yeah, he might die in the next episode for sure. Yeah, that's totally possible. I just kind of, even in the moment, before the rest of the episode played out, I kind of thought, is Bernard being truthful with him or is he just kind of saying that? But I don't know why he would bother to even say anything at all. Just be like, hey, man, just lie to him and be like, I'll see you. I'll see you when we get done or something. But I guess Bernard's just not that way. Like, 
Yeah. Stubbs knows he's not that nice. That was funny too. And he called him out on that. Uh, <laughs> well, and yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe cause there's a moment later on where Stubbs gets shot at and he checks himself for bullets and he gets away. Yeah. Maybe the bravado <clears throat> thinking he survived is going to push him to do something later on. That's true. Yeah. Like, they might just be know. waiting for the, the, the showrunners might be messing with us. Yeah. I mean, they're just whacking everybody In else. This program? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Program. All right. Next up, Charloris plays Semisonic's closing time over the command system tower. I took a little liberty in some of these. This is where she tells all the hosts that the cities are closing. Oh, I thought there was actually a cover of closing time playing in the background. I didn't pick up on that. Or something. I wish. I wish there really was. Good. I literally just wanted it. to take shots of the city after the tower activates and just put closing time over the top. Just like of it, yeah, but. with a filter on it to make it sound like it's <laughs> transmitting over a long distance. Yes. Yeah. There are a lot of f- funny fan edits we could do with the season. I think. What did we ask We're a for? Font before? Of ideas. We asked. Uh, uh, you wanted the meme in the bar with the celebration uh, yes, on the that's screen. Yes, that's what it was. Who was yeah. on the screen? Uh, was it Teddy? Yeah, it was Teddy. After he picks up the uh, the the lipstick, I think you yes. wanted you wanted yep. it yeah, to be. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Of Teddy. Yes. <laughs> I still need to spin up my my After Effects and get that done. My brain can remember that, but literally nothing else. Yeah. So. Um, thank you. I'm glad you remember that. That's a that's a key a, a cornerstone or whatever they call it. Yes. Uh, next up, William on William violence. Human William gives host William the final push to become the harbinger of the apocalypse. Uh, once again, more wonderful Ed Harris performance times two. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, uh, particular a t- line that I loved. You can't fix a few millennia of broken DNA with a fucking hard drive. Mm-hmm. Great. That's great. I I feel like Ed Harris sat the writers down and was like, this is how only talk. fucking bangers this time. That's all I want. <laughs> I don't want a single line that can't be fucking memed. Yep. It was very this needs, good. This needs to be my, uh, <laughs> my thriller. Everything needs to be a, just a, a hit, a stone cold <laughs> yes. hit. Absolutely. Yeah, he probably sat down and said, "All right, I'm going to talk to you like I talk in real life, and you're going to write it all down." <laughs> yeah, the way he plays both Williams opposite each other is just so good. Just the differences, yeah. in it, just even his face, just his resting face is amazing. He's so good. Yeah, I mean the scenes with Charlora's, it, it feels like you feel a meekness and a lapdog and a servant out of him for sure. Yeah. And then as soon as you get back to human William, he's just like, fuck no. And he, you know, like it just, it's very, it's good. It's very good. Well, and he's very like almost childlike when he's around original William. He's, he seems almost like a son. Yes. Like a, like a shamed son, even though he's like a splinter of him. I don't know. It's, it's really cool. It's, All I can uh, think of when I see them is, am, am I to create the perfect system from Tron? Like totally. it is very much yeah. the clue and Flynn relationship in a lot of ways, even though he's not actually his creator as a human, he is the creator of a host. Right. So it's kind of, you know, yeah. That kind of stuff is a, is part of the reason I really want, I guess it's, Marvel Disney at this point who owns all the rights, but for somebody to get moving on a multiple man show or movie, yeah, just bringing the character back <laughs> into live action and spending some time with him because these kind of like interactions play out all the time in the comics and they're so good to watch like mm-hmm. something that was intended just to be a copy to go do an errand that develops its own or his own like life. There's yep. a lot of that in the in the comics where some of them disappear for a while and he tries to find them or track them down and they've gone off and tried to start their own lives. Um, even yeah. though at at any point if he finds them, he could just resorb them and then they're gone. Like but they yeah. are they are they are copies, but they are also autonomous and per- independent. Yeah. And and not all of them are. Some of them are just blind followers and they do whatever they're told and some of them are, have, are very rebellious. It's very it's just... It's like some of them find the end of the maze and... Immediately, yeah. yeah it's it's exactly, so many, yeah. Every issue is a, is an interesting read because there's all, you just never know what's gonna what kind of dupe is gonna come out. That's awesome. It's, it's just a, it's a gold mine 
for great storytelling. You brought that up to me many times on this show and probably other shows. And I'm, I'm always sure. like, I should watch some of that or watch. I should read some of that. And then that's yeah, great. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But it's great. Uh, William does get stabbed. Human William. He goes limp. Everybody on Reddit is like, but is he dead? When, later in the episode, when the guys, uh, when uh, Cookie or Frankie and uh, yeah. um, Stubbs come in, the way the camera was, I thought he was gone. The way mm. the way the camera was wrapping around there at first, oh. I couldn't see him, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I thought he got, I thought he got out and got He's away. A fucking cockroach, man! Uh, yeah, yeah. should have done that. <laughs> that I, that's kind of what I thought happened because I saw the blood, and it just was something about the reveal of it, like the. The, the it's shape a very of dark it. background and his body was black, right? Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah. I thought as they were coming around, they just saw the blood and he was gone. And I was like, are you kidding oh, me? Man. I would have eaten yeah. that up with a spoon. For sure. Like a cookie. Uh, you eat cookies with a spoon? Right. I, if it's a big enough cookie. <laughs> Christina clears Olympia Entertainment just as Frankie and Stubbs show up to find Caleb. This is something I think you referred to previously. But it's, uh, uh, you know, things get a little bit messy here because they start cross-cutting between things. But the there's like, um, there's a, there's like a, they, they show the same hallway. They show the same back of stores in a mall is what I'm going to call it because that's what it felt like to me. It does, uh, yeah. And they show, like, in the same locked-off shot, you see Teddy and uh, Teddy and Christina move off of the right of the screen, and immediately Stubbs and Frankie come in from that same side. And it's your first clue of, like, Dolores isn't really there, you know? Because by mm-hmm. the end of the episode, they reveal Dolores isn't real, but the world is, right? And so... Uh, it felt really weird when I watched it, and then by the end of the episode, I was like, "Okay, yeah, sure." But it, it's it just fe- it feels so strange, and it's it's not. I don't know. It's one of those things that it's just kind of like, does it even really make sense to do that unless you're just trying to fuck with people a little bit? And uh, yeah, but you know. Um, I really I like I enjoy watching her walk around and narrate what's going to happen. I think that's yeah. cool. I think it's a lot cooler. It's more interesting than just like looking, giving them a look, and then watching them like follow some kind of command. I think the the kind of doing it as or, like or the Maeve writer thinking really hard and yeah, things just happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, or as like the writer, uh, I think is a really cool mechanic. It's fun to watch play out on screen. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking of Coheed. Because I kept thinking of like the writer writing and like yeah. the writer being him as a character <laughs> writing the story, but also <laughs> the story playing out at the yes. same time as the, but the, uh, yeah. Anyway, I just kind of kept thinking of that. I thought about our Coheed episode of Game Nerds. Yes. No, I, I can, I can see that for sure. There's um, also a similar thing that happens in the Dark Tower series that is kind of nonsense. And I think a lot of people bounced off of really hard, but it's, it's too interesting to disregard completely, but mm-hmm. I'll have to leave it at that for when, if, when you ever read <laughs> the dark tower series or listen to it, or they ever make more movies. I'm or, still waiting for the film. You know, I, I really enjoyed that. First one. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. I think we don't it, have I, to relitigate the, the yeah, dark tower. Be- because I because I kind of just looked at it as like a another as just an interpretation or like kind of an you know a parallel a da- a universe of it yeah that it's fine but it did kind of in a small way break my heart a little bit because I've wanted to see that on screen for so long and for it to be like really really one to one to the books which it super isn't so I was like well whatever but it you know it wasn't terribly made it was fine yeah. Idris Elba was really cool I liked him a lot. Yeah, McConaughey was a good time as well. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. You know yes, they, he was. they they shot like a at least a pilot for Amazon for a Dark mm-hmm. Tower series. Like Glenn, I know Glenn Mazzara, I think is his name, was the showrunner yeah. on it. 
And uh, it just straight up didn't get picked up and they didn't even bother to release it. I'm like, man, I really want to see it. I would love to at least yeah. see it and to to see how, it, you know, what might have been. But one day well, it will come back around. Whenever, whenever Batgirl uh, leaks onto the internet, maybe they can get on the Dark Tower yeah, TV exactly. series. Um, trying to think if anything else happens in that particular segment. The oh, there is something weird about how the Teddy that is with Dolores kind of knows who Caleb is. Yes. Um. Yeah, the biggest. I mean, I'll just jump right in front of it now. The biggest burning, lingering question for me at this point is why, how, and why is Teddy there? Mm-hmm. And uh, that just that's it. That's the question. Well, that's yeah. the, that's the big thing I need answered in the next episode to feel completion of this what do you, season. Do you have a hope for what that answer is, or no? You just no. I have know. no idea. I just okay. want to know uh, because I it, there's just no point in speculating so much anymore because I feel like there are so many options that I, I don't want to. I, I also curious. don't. I don't like, really want to set myself up to be like disappointed in whatever yes, it actually is. That's fair. There's something that there's a theory that's uh, popular. There's two theories that are popular. One I've already talked about is that it's actually just a projection that Dolores is making to try and wake herself up. But which would like, be kind of cool. Yeah, that I'd might be work down out. For that. The other's one that I'm kind of like, eh, but it could it could be cool depending on how it comes together. So I'll I'll let that one lie. But um, okay, yeah. Yes, I'm hoping that it's there. Ford. Somehow Ford will return. Yeah. Somehow Ford returned. <laughs> they announced it in Fortnite, and then that, Ford that's returned. a little uh, that's a little Star Wars oh, episode nine Star joke Wars, for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christina and Teddy notably see Caleb and comment on him being. Oh, I didn't go all the way through. Christina and Teddy notably see Caleb and comment on him being a ghost from a past life. Christina has a security guard unlock all the doors as Frankie and Stubbs stumble upon human William hanging in his cryo chamber. They leave him behind. Caleb and Frankie are finally reunited. Uh, yes, this moment had echoes of William killing Emily in season two to me because Caleb very nearly could have killed Frankie and mm-hmm. doesn't. Yeah. I didn't Whereas think about that. William, William did kill Emily and spirals into insanity. We presume kind of, that's why he's in a institution in season three, basically. Um, but yeah, I, I, it wasn't the reuniting that I thought it would be because I was envisioning something a little more horrifying for Frankie. She does comment on like, you look the same as, as I left you. And he was like, no, it's really me. And she's like, okay. <laughs> oh, she knows. Cause she says, what did she, she do to you? Yes. she definitely knows. And she's aware, but she, she accepts it. She accepts it very quickly for yeah. someone who is, in the resistance in my opinion but yeah it's also her father so you know sure daddy um daddy any other thoughts there uh so is this caleb body a regular body can we assume at this point this is not a a rapidly decomposing model i guess yes okay i don't really know that we've fully answered that question you know like yes the host william is host william but are they implying that like he's not the same type of hybrid that james delos was trying to be or not i don't really know you know if we pull the pearl out of that head is it red or is it gray who knows bernard also technically kind of yeah that's true so I don't know. It's interesting. Interesting food for thought. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm curious oh, yeah. if Caleb, if this Caleb knows about all the escape attempts, if he knows about all the Calebs, if he knows about getting the transmission out, right? Like, I I wonder if he, if those hosts are, like, continually cloud uploading their mm-hmm. memories they can pull down, or if they can pull the pearl out of that one's head and I'm just curious, the one that she woke up at the end of episode six, 
if that one has full awareness or if she had to go through the whole rigmarole with that one too to to uh or did she not even is my question you know like clearly the one that did make it through in the end couldn't have known all of the other lives that he had lived already right and so does she did she just make this one with a different express purpose of like i'm going to keep you here and yeah you know the other thing about the is it uh is it a disposable body or not? She does like Hale is bandaging his hand in that earlier scene, which to me was a weird point, and also kind of leads me to believe that yeah, this should be a more long-lasting body or something. Because why would she bother to like try and repair or protect it? I don't know. Who knows. I had my note once again that said this is why they cast Aaron Paul. It's his emotional <laughs> That's reaction. That's podcasts. It's yes. an Aaron Paul filmography. Is... And... Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Need we for get Speed a bo- is the first can... episode, of course. It's the only episode. <laughs> <laughs> we only talk about Need for Speed for multiple episodes. <laughs> um, we'll do that one uh, Star Wars Minute podcast, but it's Need for Speed Minute. God, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we could get a bottle of his and Brian Cranston's tequila to enjoy. Yes. For, uh, even though I do not like tequila, I would drink that. There you go. Dos, dos hombres, I think it's I called. I think that's what it's called, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that was yeah. great. I did like that scene a lot, though. That was that was what I was kind of most hyped for was their reunion. And I think it was just sweet enough. It was just sad enough. It was just, um, it was great. And then it was punctuated nicely by Stubbs. <laughs> just kind of knocking on the glass, ruining the, the mood. Yes. That's good. Uh, we did get the reveal that, uh, what does she say here? Oh, Cookie. We used to play in the field by our house. You taught me to fight because you wanted me to be tough. You called me Cookie because you said I'd always be sweet. Yeah, so, that was nice. She is not indeed an internet cookie, a browser cookie, uh, as John said. The it was interesting, West though, because that theory did, That's great. did kind of apply. Yeah, yeah it works. Uh, more thought put into it than maybe the writers cared. <laughs> yeah, cared uh, to, just like how it sounded. One of one of yep. them calls their kid Cookie or something. So I'll have to, I have to say I think you were the only one, uh, and maybe they just didn't bother to laugh at it. But you were the only one in our mid season who uh, snickered at my C is for Cookie, and that's good enough for me. Joke. Uh, yeah, that was good. You might also be the one who's watched the most uh, Sesame Street out of. I mean, John, so, maybe so yeah, much. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Sesame Street in this house. Less so lately, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I always thought C was just short for Francine. Because mm. I think that's her full name, right? I think somebody calls her Francine. Her mom calls her Francine or something. I thought C was Maybe. just abbreviated to that. Which I was like, So, there are many reasons why the nickname C works. Yeah. yeah. So, it's all good. Great scene. Very good. Uh, I like that actress scene. a lot. She's Harold yes. Perrineau's daughter, I think, I read. Really? That makes sense. <clears throat> I do remember her last name being Parano. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. <clears throat> Harold Parano is Hectic awesome. Dynasty. Yeah, he's great. Uh, next up, Bernard and Maeve enter the tower, and he tells her what he decided not to at the dam. This world is doomed, but they can save a small part of it. It's up to her to decide to join him. Uh, I think I brought up previously that the subtitle of the season is The Choice, and I'm wondering if this is the choice being made. Mm. Maybe there's not, maybe there's many choices, of course. Yeah, in true they like West to do fashion. that. Yeah. They do like to do that. Um, yes. Uh, no matter what they do, they can't win. There's no way to save this world. Everyone here is going to die, but we can save one tiny part of it. And maybe that's enough to give us hope. And the choice has to be hers. Uh, she, seems to choose to continue and help fight. So, um, I, I, there's something about the way that Tandy Newton says Bernard instead Bernard, of Bernard. I have, I have a note that just says Bernard. Yeah. Bernard. So Love good. It. And then very she calls good. him Bernie at one point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I had a we note can... at the very beginning of the episode, uh, when they were at the dam that just says, I want Jeffrey Wright and Tandy Newton to be my mom and dad. <laughs> they're so, they're so yes. good together. Yes, they are. They also have that big, like, 
we we spotted you from across the bar energy like they're very mm. uh they just would be a very attractive couple yes absolutely they, uh, sure. and they they just have really they just bounce off each other really well i think it's, yeah. it's fun to, to have them together i have a note around this point that just says this is stressing me out because <laughs> this whole run to the tower and all the stuff swirling around it i just was like i know that the bodies are going to start hitting the floor here mm-hmm. and uh it's it, it did kind of have an air of like real tension which i think was was good it was the yeah. real the only real mood that worked for me in this episode was kind of around here i'm like okay everyone's kind of starting to come to terms or, or at least to the realization that they're not all going to make it out yeah yeah and i guess my question is what part of this world is really going to get saved you know how how is humanity to be saved mm-hmm. if you know how how are host and humanity to be saved if they're going to lose you know yeah. what uh is does the sublime become an arc but then in that case does that mean humans actually survive or not who knows but um i presume that question will be at least partly answered in the following episode so we'll see yeah i didn't really love that how it just was like, well, this world's scrooged, so you know you can choose and help me fight, or you can bounce. And I just kind of, I don't know. There, there's so much artifice in it. It feels like, like, yeah, yes, you are going to be able to achieve something. Like it, it very much smells of me of Bernard is manipulating the situation, and we are indeed going to have some sort of saving of the world. Yeah. Because I feel like it's almost being telegraphed of like, oh, expect that there will be uh, kids. Christmas is going to be tight this year. We didn't really have the money. And then, oh, guess what? Here's a new car and that kind of thing. Like it's sure. it, it gives that type of air to me for some reason. Because it's not normally the way that Westworld would go, although the Dolores saving the world twist kind of went that direction. So I don't know. That's true. Yeah, I don't know what to think about it. Yep. Uh, next up, Charlora's transcendence is interrupted by Maeve, and they fight as Bernard makes his way to the control room in the tower. <laughs> William eventually kills Maeve and Charloris. Sure does. I I don't I I felt nothing because I'm like they're not dead, you know, like. I've seen Dolores peel a bullet off of a chestnut before. Like, are we meant to believe that these bullets do pierce the chestnut? I don't know. Was that set up anywhere? Did I miss it? Right in westworldfm at gmail.com. I mean, yeah. Uh, Hale did say at the beginning of this episode, I think it was the beginning or somewhere in here. She was like, it, you know, all, all it takes is still for that little seven gram bullet to go through your pearl and you're done. So, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, William get, I guess just, just getting the headshots too, just no scope corn, corn shotting everybody. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about it to me. That's like, I don't, that feels like such an unceremonious end for Maeve that I would I I will probably be angry if this is it for her. That Mave, I don't yes. want sublime copy Mave with the shitty quips. I want this Mave. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think that that that's why the, I I don't know this this episode is either going to get a lot better or a lot worse depending on what <laughs> happens in the next one. Uh, because yeah, it, there's there's an end to four great characters in this episode Mm -hmm. um at minimum i'm trying to think who else bites the bullet but you know i mean i thought the same thing for william like is it a good scene yeah but like to come all this way with that character and then like hey just gets a knife in the chest by i mean it's cool and it's fitting that like he kind of murders himself Mm -hmm. uh and then walks away to kind of fulfill the the task and by this point william human William, his brain is so destroyed. He's kind of like, I don't care. Uh, it's still me out there getting some shit done. So I'm cool with it. Yes. The, the, so it, almost... it does work on like a thematic level very well. And I get it, 
but part of me is just kind of like, oh man, like that's it, it works better than when we thought he died in a post credit scene at the end of season three, you know, like that's that could have, that, that could have been it. But also I do feel somewhat okay with it due to the fact that he, he is, he is that final push for host William to become true William. You it's know? true. Yeah. He gets to kind of do the Kylo Ren and kill his mm-hmm. dad to take that last leap into the dark side. Yeah. Plus, William, I don't know why I'm sort of rooting for more William, because William is the most evil character on the show. <laughs> he deserves to just get murdered while he's in a little rack like that and just hang there and, and bleed dry. But I don't know. You spend so much time with a character that big and that bad, you kind of want him to go out in a big, bad, crazy way. Like, I thought I thought host William was going to cut him loose and he was going to get out there and get a little crazy and then get cut down or something. But whatever. It he's feels got no, to me had, had like nowhere left to run. Yeah, I guess I'll save that comment for the end of our episode here. But no, okay. I I agree. I I get it. Um, there was something in William, like Man in Black, William executing some like minority women back to back. <laughs> uh, that was very reminiscent of actual Westworld again. That I was like, mm. it's just like Cowboy William getting out there and shooting Indians again. Yeah, just was the the visual of that was very striking when it showed the two faces with the bullet holes in their head in the pool. I just thought, oh shit, it's come full circle with this monster, hasn't it? Yeah, he's now going to kill literally everybody. Everything that he can. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna go scorched earth. Yeah, yeah, it has come full circle. Yep. Uh, uh, next scene William confronts Bernard in the control room and seemingly kills him as he was recording a video message William then reprograms the humans to fight in a game of survival of the fittest was he recording a message yes the tablet says recording in the upper right corner okay I had to rewind it I watched it at least twice and I thought he was watching a video the makes no sense there's like a, a an invisible camera up above. Yeah, yes. I thought yep. he was watching a video that another iteration of himself recorded with some instructions. No. Okay. That what you're saying makes more sense. We just don't understand who that direction was for. We don't know who for. it was for. It also well, doesn't matter because William blows up the whole damn tower anyway. Like yeah, I, unless true. he's tra- unless he transmitted that video, I guess that makes more sense. I don't know why I'm thinking well, he, he was live on streaming TV. on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's on Facebook Live. Smash there, the like there just, button. There were a subscribe. bunch of little likes and hearts and <laughs> smiley faces scrolling up. The subscribe button comes up at the end. Yeah, he was on TikTok streaming. Uh, uh, y- y- yeah, so there's a little Bird. more weirdness here um, yes. because the when William shoots him first, it's day. It's light outside, and he goes down, and he has the visions of Akechita and uh, Arnold's son, Charlie, walking through the door, mm-hmm. and then before he gets the final bullet to the brain, William reprograms the tower, it's nighttime, mm. and... It's a digital background, so there's no reason that it would not be there if it wasn't deliberate. Yes, absolutely. So that, you know, I did not even notice that. That's awesome. There's some weirdness going on. I don't know what it is. There's some time, some time loss. Yes. Or one one of these things actually happened and one of them didn't or something. Yeah. Yeah. So in meat space. What has happened in meat space? In the meat space. Is it meat space? See, I keep thinking of my space, but then I keep thinking of meat, like M-E-A-T, but I also keep thinking about M-E-E-T, like a dating site called Meat Space, where you would meet people. And then I think of when Justin Timberlake is, bought my space, which is very can, funny. Can meat hand be the the the, the mascot for meat the space? Admin? Yes. Meat hand, yes. Yeah. Um probably. We need like a I, meat sound effect to just keep dropping in. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> last time I made uh not the last yeah, one of the last times I made burgers, I took a video 
with one hand and my other hand just kneading the meat and I sent it to Rick. Yes. Because <laughs> that's what we always used to laugh for some reason. That always made us laugh at our apartment when we were making burgers. That's the horrible sound. Very good. Very good. In the meat um, space. You gotta open a restaurant now. John, that's the food truck. Meat space? Meat space. There you go. Yeah. That's a bar- that's uh, I think that's him and Dave Steele's uh barbecue joint as meat space. Totally. Yeah. A food truck. Yes. Meat space. One yeah, half yeah. one half pizza, one half whatever John's got going on. There you go. Yeah, I guess one last thing. I feel like they're trying to be cute with the Akechta scene. Uh and we don't know why it's cute yet. But we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I think that the, the there is something that is yet to be seen with all this uh Akechita and Bernard and Arnold and Arnold's son and uh, it just kind of left me gone. <laughs> yeah. Like that Steve Steve Brule face. <laughs> and uh I I just don't know what to think. This is the only I think part of the reason I don't like this episode now is cuz I feel like every other episode gave me some degree of resolution. Uh, within itself, which is great. This one feels like it needs other episodes to inform it a little bit it better. It feels which is, the most withholding that, the, that yeah. the show has all season. Um, right. Which is interesting because it, like, it's something that you could have felt in episode one about the program, and you don't. And, no. uh, <clears throat> so, which is crazy. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's the, op- it's the opposite end of the season, really, that we're at this point, we're kind of like, all right, I don't want to be playing this game now. Yeah. But like I said, it's either going to get a lot better or a lot worse based on the next episode. So I guess that yeah. uh, that's all I really can say on it. Yeah. Um, next up, two, two scenes left here. Stubbs makes it out of Olympiad and the subway alive with Caleb and a wounded Frankie. Christina learns from Teddy that while the world she is in is a real world, she is not. It's a meat space. She is not meat. <laughs> But it's a meat space. She is in the space of the meat. Yes. Uh, but is not meat herself. Um, yeah, we talked about the stubs making out alive uh, a little bit already. Um, and stub space. Stub space, yes. Uh, it is now stub space. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the Teddy and Christina, once again, feels kind of pointless to talk about when we're going to presumably find out in like the first five minutes of the next episode. Yeah, guess, exactly. But. I sure hope so. <laughs> I'm sure I'm tired of dicking around with this storyline. I like it, but and I like what's been going on, but I'm, I'm, my, I've worn, my patience is done. It's worn all the way through. The splendor is empty. It's no longer yes. full of splendor. The splendor is spent. I haven't seen James Marsden's ass once in this season. And you know what? <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking yeah. angry about it. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> um, we also haven't seen old Bill. The old Bill sighting counter still stands at one from season yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. We have gone six years. There might be two. There might have been one other day, one other time that Ford was down there in season one. There might've been two. He might've gotten two episodes. We'll I don't to, think so. I think we'll that's have to go it. back and check the. Let's check, I'm going to check Michael Wincott. I'm going to check the Wincott IMDb right now for a, for an old Bill count <laughs> episode count. It says it says uh, it's going to say two episodes and one of them is going to be four four oh eight. All right, don't the final the that. final scene is William William doing the You're cool right. action it's guy scene. It's two episodes. <laughs> He's in episode five so. of season one. Yeah, because I think there's uh, a time where they're like, "Where the fuck is Ford?" And it's like Ford's hanging out with old Bill again, <laughs> drinking with old Bill, <laughs> drinking the coffin varnish. <laughs> uh, the last scene is William does the cool guy That's great thing news. and walks away as the tower explodes behind him. Get some David Bowie, which is nice. Sure does. Man who sold the world. Very good. Very Great good. song. Lyrically, it actually f- lined up really well with exactly what we were seeing. That, that song, I feel like, gets that a lot. Uh, it's also very heavily in uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, and it's very um, poignant mm-hmm. there, too. And, uh, you know, with a title like The Man Who Sold the World and the lyrical content that it has, I guess it's kind of hard to apply it to anything where it wouldn't be pretty yeah. direct but it's very welcome great More song body. i'm a little 
surprised and a little bummed out that it wasn't a cover. Mm. I wanted one of those Ramin Jawadi covers uh, yeah. to kick in. I think that would have been really awesome. And it, believe me, I will never complain. I, I, I should say I shouldn't complain about Bowie because I am a very big Bowie fan. But uh, I don't know. I kind of thought, what a cool opportunity to hear some an interesting arrangement. He could have kept his vocal track over it, even. Maybe maybe they'll flip it on its head and... Bernie Bernard will be the one who sold the world, and that'll be the Ramin Javadi cover. Mm, it'll come back. It'll be a reprise. Yeah. Maybe. That would be cool. Maybe. Bernard. Probably not, but maybe. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but the <laughs> lyrics that happen to line up over exactly what we were seeing with William was pretty yeah. pointed that he's the one who burned it to the ground. Gurn it, yep. it to the brown. Gurn it to the brown. <laughs> <laughs> Now we got to link that in the show notes. You got to link that. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, no explanation needed. Um, <laughs> yeah, just go watch it and enjoy it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, that's it for now. Uh, I think, you know, I'm still, uh, uh, like I said, I did not like this episode upon first watch. I found it less offensive the second time through, but I still feel like you're right. It is, it is my least favorite episode of the season. And, um, and I, it, a lot of it hinges on the, the the this is an entertaining episode for the writers of this show because they get to hold all of the answers and just flaunt them in front of our faces uh for one last hour before they presumably give them give us those answers so I don't know. It's cool. I guess I'm happy that it's contained like like this feeling is contained to here except for maybe the Christina storyline, which I feel like it's been lingering for most of the season. But that's that's the cool thing about the show, I think, is that they found a way to give you those week-to-week resolutions and not hold it over your head through the whole season for everything that's going on. It's just for a couple select things. So hopefully it's satisfying, but I sure hope we'll so. see how it goes. So Yeah. A lot at stake I mean, here. Yeah. Any final thoughts? No, I don't think so. I'm just, I'm real ready to see how this all ties together and wraps up. Once again, you can find more episodes of our podcast on westworld.fm. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Podcasts. You can email us at westworldfm at gmail.com to send in corrections, observations, or anything regarding Westworld or our podcast. The Midwest Podcast Network has several other shows about video games, horror movies, and more. Check out all of our shows at midwestpodcastnetwork.com. Our theme music is the song Industrial Cinematic by Kevin McLeod, and it is being used under an Attribution Creative Commons license. That's it for our episode this week. We're very excited for the next episode of Westworld, and we'll have another episode of our podcast out after that. But until then, may you rest and have a deep and dreamless slumber. Slumber.